Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Welcome back, everybody. Sorry I didn't get a video out yesterday morning. I was down most of the weekend with some uh, pains under my ribcage and uh, up and about, but not 100%, but I feel the need to do some stories. Sorry about the cat cam, the our network's being glitchy right now. But anyway, I feel like I need to read some stories for me, for you, for all of us. And uh, since I mentioned it, yeah, the pain most likely is going to be uh, Uncle Reddit's going to have to have his gallbladder taken out. But we'll find out sometime this week. I'll go and get a uh, ultrasound and some gastroesophageal something or other. I'm a carpenter. What do I know? Let's read some stories. The cup holder joke. This story dates back to when I first started working tech support in the late 90s. These were the days of big beige boxes and CD drives that whirred in or out when you pressed the eject button. At the time, there was a joke about an old lady calling tech support to say that the cup holder on her computer had broken. I'm sure you've all heard it, but to ruin it for those who haven't, she thought the CD drive tray was a cup holder. Every IT worker thought it was funny the first time they heard it, mainly because we all know users that stupid. The joke soon made it past the walls of the IT office and suddenly you were being told the joke by every non-tech person who knew what you did. It gradually got less funny, although it was still worth a chuckle when you knew the person asking you had done things just as or even more ridiculous. There was, however, always someone who took it too far. The office I worked at had polystyrene cups for hot drinks. You remember the kind. The ones that have probably been banned for an environmental nightmare. They weren't great for drinking out of. They broke if you happened to squeeze too hard. One funny guy, probably a broker or a middle-level accountant, loves the story and realized that the cups fit snugly in the cutout portion of the CD drive, thought it would be hilarious to actually use it as a cup holder. When inserted, about a third of the cup protruded below the level of the drive tray, with the rest above. When I first spotted it, I laughed politely and then asked him nicely not to. He not so politely refused. From that day, every time he saw me coming, he would make sure his cup was sitting neatly in his fun new cup holder and would point it out to me and everyone around him, eliciting gradually decreasing amounts of laughter. I asked him not to on several occasions, pointing out the danger of liquids around computers, but every time he refused to stop. I raised it with my boss, but the idiot was higher up the tree than both of us, and our warnings went nowhere. After a couple days, I gave up. Probably a week later, I was out on the floor and passing his desk, so he stuck the cup in the drive and prepared to make a joke about it. He reached out to point at the cup and misjudged how far away it was, accidentally catching the eject button with his finger. The drive whirred, retracting the tray slowly but forcefully and neatly cut straight through the cup. Coffee went everywhere, across his desk, into the CD drive, and through the grills on his PC. The PC emitted a quiet cracking noise and buzzed. With a pop, his screen went out and smoke started to waft lightly from his desktop. I think he ended up having to pay to replace the machine as it had been damaged due to stupidity, and he had been warned. 
Yeah, there's always that one guy. doesn't matter if it's in an office, on a construction site, on board a naval ship. There's always a guy, the funny guy, the clown. You know, do it once. It's funny. Just because you got to laugh once doesn't mean you need to or should do it repeatedly. Not only is it probably bad for the equipment or the people around you, it's really going to piss off a lot of the people that you work with. Just saying. Who is my supervisor? A call just came in with a user asking for a new laptop because there apparently aren't any free workstations in her department. I explained to her that the new devices must be requested by the supervisor from the buying department before we're allowed to get it to the user. User asked me where she should work now. I tell her that I don't know where free workstations in her department are and that she should ask her supervisor. User asked me how she can request a laptop. I tell her again that only her supervisor is able to do that. Okay, I understood that so far, but who is my supervisor? <laughs> After a short break for doing a facepalm, I tell her that she needs to know that herself. How do you work in a company and don't know who your supervisor is? That's a good question. Somebody had to hire you. Even if you don't know who your supervisor is, the person that hired you is somewhere in that office and they're surely above you. Or you could just ask the person next to you. I don't know. Unless they're intentionally keeping this person in the dark for some reason and maybe they're not intended to have a workstation if that's the case. LPT, don't just yank the cable. Started working as an L1 rep at an ISP. Most of my calls involve manually power cycling the modem. I've quickly learned many ways to get the user to do this for me, and I've got a ton of experience working with people who have no understanding of anything technical. This incident proved that I am still learning. User comes in hot, telling me her Wi-Fi isn't working. Come to learn her phone says connected with no internet. User's modem was in a weird state where it was showing online but not responding to ping. I get the user to locate the modem and router and get them to identify each one. Thankfully, most users use our modems so I can look up their model and describe it. Me, so your modem is the one that looks like a hardcover book. It's got lights on the front. Can you tell me what they're doing? Power is on, but the other ones aren't in a valid state, so let's reboot this. Me, go ahead and remove the power cord. It'll be the smallest wire you see, connected to the bottommost port. User begrudgingly follows instructions and removes the cable. Gets it back up. Took a long time to initialize. And same error. Turns out we've been tracking issues with this model. So I go ahead and let them know we have a workaround and we'll send a replacement out overnight. Me. Not to worry though. We can get you back up before your new modem gets here. Go ahead and remove the power cord from the modem again. Then you'll have to remove both remaining cables. The top one marked coax spins off and you'll need to squeeze the latch on the one that looks like a fat phone cord. Let me know when you're all disconnected, or if you need any help. I take some time to notate the account, get the new modem sent out, get some screenshots sent over to the lead to track the modem issue, and I hear some cursing. Me, what's going on on your end? User, I couldn't get the white cable out of the box, so I just pulled it out of the wall. <laughs> now the outlet came off and there's a hole in my wall. <laughs> me, let me cancel that modem order and have a tech bring you a replacement. Uh, I, you know... I mean, I guess there's people that have never encountered having to screw in and unscrew coax cables for their TVs or cable boxes or whatever. But um, if he told you that that particular cord had to be unscrewed, why would you think it's different when you look at it on the other end? I mean, it's obvious that it's screwed in. And if it doesn't come off, why wouldn't you ask for help instead of just yanking it out of the wall? Silly me. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The story that got me fired. So a good few years ago, I worked as frontline tech support for a large SAAS provider, accountancy and payroll software. It was a grueling and often thankless job. Who am I kidding? I don't need to tell you guys. But I viewed it as my time in the trenches before I moved on to better things. I would typically be handling an inbound telephone line supporting end users, a mixture of accountancy professionals and small business owners, with technical queries as well as legislation and general processing queries. The company had just launched an automated function for the package I supported that required some fiddly setup. Users would need to go through a one-time only wizard to upgrade their current system, and then it would be a tick box option for any new additions going forward. We had the option to remove a couple of system files to trick the software into allowing the customer to restart the wizard if needed, typically remotely connecting to a client's machine to do so. I was on one such call with a particularly difficult and computer illiterate Karen. Father of Chops. I need your help to remotely connect so that I can remove some system files to allow us to run the setup again, in case it wasn't done correctly. Karen. It was... Father of Chops. Well, I'd just like to be sure. I can't really trust that it's all been done properly without doing it myself. Karen. I have my office girl set it up. She's told me she did it right and she hasn't had the email to confirm. Father of Chops. Okay. Has she checked spam or junk folders? Karen. No, I trust her when she says she's done it right. <laughs> Father of Chops. Okay, I understand that, but unfortunately I don't, and I want to just check it out myself to be sure. Karen, you don't what? Father of Chops. I don't trust that she's done the setup steps correctly, and I don't trust that she's checked her spam and junk folders properly. Unfortunately, I can't always trust you or her word for something. I'd be out of a job if I just took every customer at their word and sent them on their way. Karen, how dare you say you don't trust her? I trust her, and that should be good enough. In fact, no, I want to speak to your manager now. I escalated the call to one of the available managers in the office and resigned myself to some developmental feedback about my telephone manner. I hadn't heard anything for a few days, so I just assumed Karen had calmed down and had changed her tune at the sound of another voice, as they usually do. But I came back to my desk from lunch on Friday afternoon to be told that HR and a manager were waiting for me in a meeting room downstairs. 30 minutes later, I was in my car on the way to a solicitor with a letter without prejudice on my passenger seat. Two weeks later, I had handed my notice in effective immediately and was unemployed. The company were making some pretty public redundancies at that time, and my solicitor advised to just let future jobs think I took an early opportunity for redundancy. Best effing thing to ever happen to me. Yeah, honestly, that probably was the best thing to ever happen. You know, people are people. You can only finesse some of those end users so much. Before, it just, before you get to a breaking point, honestly. Some people I know can handle it for years on end and they don't even flinch. Part of it's because they really don't care. Seems that people who care more about their job tend to get frustrated faster and burn out on the job a lot easier. So, And that goes for any industry, really. Yeah, good for you. Hopefully you got something way better. Shut up! Last Thursday I had phone duty, like I have had the last two years. Thanks, Corona. It rang, and a user said that she was having difficulties installing a program on her computer. 
She put the phone on speaker and the tech from the company that makes the program started speaking. He started describing what the issue was and wanted somebody to come over immediately. I told him that wasn't possible, which made him very angry. It would cost my workplace 2k DKR per hour to have him over, and if it wasn't solved today, he wouldn't be able to come for the next two months. All of this was said with a louder and louder voice until he was practically shouting. Getting word in was not an option. I ended up telling him to shut up, which pissed him off even more. Now he was literally shouting at me to stop and watch my language. Not sure what the proper term is. Speak nicely? Tal ordenlight in Danish? I don't know if I said any of that right. Likewise, I said. His voice got louder and he screamed that he didn't swear at me. Oh, but you screamed. If we could agree on that. Every time I started replying, he kept saying, can we agree on that? So I hung up on him. A couple minutes later, I had set the phone on not ready. A colleague sent me a message in the phone system that she had called again. Oh, it's a she. A colleague sent me a message in the phone system that she had called again and asked to talk to me. First thing she said was an apology for his behavior. Wait, we went from she to his. Well, mine wasn't too nice either, so I also apologized, and we tried to get the issue fixed. I couldn't, but I opened the ticket and said to her that I would call her today after talking with some colleagues. I couldn't get a hold of them, so I had to escalate the ticket. Before I did that, I called her and told her so. Both calls ended up with everybody in good moods. First time I ever told anybody to shut up and hung up on anybody. Lol. Yeah, in most cases, that's going to be bad form, but uh, as far as keeping your job goes. But you know, sometimes, first, you've got to get their attention. Then things can usually proceed as long as everybody tones it down and starts being reasonable. Do you have a recent backup? Setup. Assisting a customer to install updates of our software on their PC. We don't typically have issues with our updates, but just in case, we always make sure they have a recent update before continuing so we can restore it if necessary. This particular customer is a very small business, so our software is directly installed on their work PC. So on to the story. Me. Do you have a recent backup? Customer. Yes, it's set to backup automatically every night. Me. Do you know how to access that backup to restore your data? Customer. It's been backing up every night for over two years, but we've never had to restore, so no. I have no idea how to do that, and the person who set it up is no longer available. Me. Muting the phone, sighing, and unmuting. I'll just make a backup of your PC. I also explained that it would be a really good idea to contact their IT person to make sure that their backup process is working and they could restore their data in case of a major disaster. Yeah, that's not too uncommon. There's so many people, and honestly, I'm kind of one of them too, you know? I know just enough tech to be dangerous. Same with auto mechanics and child rearing. You know, you, you make your machine work for what you need it to do on a daily basis with some maintenance, and it was set to back up, but if you don't need it for over two years, you know, out of sight, out of mind, you tend to forget those kind of things. So I kind of get it. I try not to be that careless anymore because I have a lot of media files that I need and things like that and program files that uh, are set just the way I want them. So if I can restore them, especially things that have certain settings, so I don't have to spend days setting certain things up, that's always better. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.